0: It's Airbnb dead? Can you still make money on Airbnb? On this call, Jason Kane breaks down how much money he's making on an Airbnb and what things he's thinking about as he's building out his portfolio. Hey, this is an offshoot of the investing with the Baldovinos and I am now calling it the Happy Hour Cash Flow or the Cash Flow Happy Hour podcast. One day I will get this right. You should grab a beverage of your choice. Talk real estate investing with Jason Kane. Jason is based out of Southern California. He has one Airbnb property down there. He has two other long-term rentals in Indianapolis, and he's just closing and finishing up rehabbing his duplex, also in Indiana, that's going to be used as a short-term rental. Teaser: We calculated this on the call. He is—he bought the property for sixty-five thousand dollars put some renovation and furnish it and he is estimated to make if you like content like this make sure to like this and subscribe now onto the call with jason so jason thanks so much this is actually going to be my first edition where i'm going to rip the audio and post this on some kind of actual podcast platform and of course also be on youtube but jason thanks so much for joining me today
1: of course yeah thanks for having me josh
0: always love to complete our real estate <laughs> yeah i think uh, between some of our tech threads and his weekly clubhouse that he runs on tuesdays you want to give a quick shout out to your clubhouse real quick
1: yeah thanks for the plug right there so everyone a very cheap state 6 p.m pacific we have a clubhouse meeting that i host uh, specifically for newer investors so that's just like an hour where we, we talk about you know like Challenges we're having, or share any wins that we have during the week, because it's always, you know, always good to encourage others, specifically, specifically like uh, newbie investors, on how to get started and how to kind of scale. So yeah, yeah. If you guys have, um, if you want to join, um, uh, follow me on Instagram because I post the link there. Um, my handle is at Jason.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Um, and I'll be sure to tag this when I post it or tag your, 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 your Instagram and your clubhouse and things and I post it on the back end for Irish and uh our mystery guests. If you just joined, if you have any questions at all, feel free to leave them in the chat at any time. If you ever want to come on video with your questions, if I'm kind of in that transition period for a QA, feel free to either raise your hand or pop your video. If not, you can just stay as an observer too. This is like my video clubhouse. That can now get recorded. So that's my gist. Um, Anyways, Jason, let's get to the first question with you. I know that you are currently in Indianapolis and you are furnishing and getting your Airbnb all set up. But before we dive into that stuff, tell me your origin story and how you got into real estate.
1: All right. Origin story, I would say it started when I kind of Airbnb house hacked my first condo. Um, That was the first property that I purchased. I lived in one room and listed the other room as an Airbnb. So when, you know, guests would book it, um, you know, I would be on the um, other room. So I did that for three years. And then just recently I started investing out of state because um, when I look at the market in um, LA where I currently live, it's very difficult to find cash flowing deals. So I looked um, at different markets in the Midwest and I picked Indianapolis, um, where I am currently now, as we record, setting up a short-term rental. So I have a few properties. Um, two of them are long-term rentals and one that, um, one duplex that I'm setting up as um, short-term rentals.
0: Okay. So your current portfolio mix, as it stands, of July 9th is you have your short-term rental that you run in L.A., and then you have Perfect. two long-term rentals in Indy plus one duplex, that'll be a short-term rental. Yes, correct. Okay. And those ones in Indy, are they all fully rented? The duplex is obviously being worked on now uh, for short-term, but the two long-term ones, do you have tenants in there?
1: Yeah, so one of those uh, two uh, properties is also a duplex. So two, I mean, that duplex, they're both uh, are long-term tenants um they're tenanted and then there's one single family that also has a tenant and then just the duplex that are getting ready to be listed
0: okay all right and then those duplexes so i know that you were there tell me a little bit tell everybody i guess a little bit about your trip what you're there what you accomplished and i guess what's left to do before you put your airbnb up on on market
1: awesome i'd love to like so I actually had a goal um, of acquiring, you know, at least ten properties uh, this year, twenty twenty one, and not needing to go to my market, which is Indianapolis. So that kind of failed, and um, <laughs> as I, I, you know, I just wanted to make it, you know, prove it to anyone um, that you know you can do everything remotely. But for this instance, I kind of pivoted a little bit like uh, instead of just doing like all long-term I decided to try it out to do some short-term rentals and um, since I already have experience with my short-term rental in Long Beach I wanted to kind of take control of all the aspects that goes into um, setting up a successful um, short-term rental listing so that's kind of why I flew here I wanted to kind of specify, you know, what kind of features goes into what kind of appliances I should get, you know, what kind of furniture works. Um, so that's the reason why. And also um, coming out here in, in Indy, my market, it's very eye-opening. So when you're like a long-term, I mean, you're, a, you're just investing remotely, you, you look at a map of a market, And, you know, you kind of, you know, highlight the, you know, areas where things would work. But unless you're in that, you know, in that street specifically and looking at houses and seeing the changes in that neighborhood, you, you can't get that from a map. So that's kind of like what I gained from this trip is being able to know, like, where exactly to invest in and where I, you know, I would stay away from. So that was maybe interesting. Um, and this was your
0: first ever trip to Indianapolis, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I've acquired the uh, five units, and then yeah, this is my first um, trip
0: out here. Okay. I have not. I have also not been to the market that I invest in. Okay. Uh, Plan to. I don't know. Maybe sometime next year. Right. Um, but no, I, I definitely could imagine just the extra insights, and just even putting a face to the name just helps solidify those relationships even more
1: right and that's the um, other thing like when when your vendors that you talk to remotely see that you're you know you can travel there and meet them in person that really kind of solidifies the relationship that you've built with them and that kind of tells them that you know hey you're serious like you would even travel to you know look at properties and buy properties there
0: yeah so okay for you know Today's subject is supposed to be thinking about the differences between a short-term and a long-term rental. But now it's nice is that you've like, as you're starting to build your portfolio in this network, you have both. So why did you choose to keep those two as a long-term versus this duplex now be a short-term?
1: Right, so um, when I did my research on, you know, which areas could work for the, the um, short-term rental market that I'm targeting, the proper, the long-term rentals that I have right now probably wouldn't work, um, you know, as the duplex that I chose to switch into a short-term rental. So for those, um, they haven't given me any problems uh, at all, so I'm going to keep those as a um, long-term rental.
0: So the numbers wouldn't work, is that just because the cash flow of uh, of like per month just wouldn't work as a
1: long-term buy and hold now? It's harder to um, make it work because of the location. So it's more like a, gotcha. in, a suburban area where it is great for long-term tenants, but not necessarily great for, you know, short-term rents.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And so was your primary goal when you're moving into, uh, into Indy, was that to make more short-terms or make more long terms like how did yeah, you make
1: more, make more long terms but you know what, the market like changing you gotta change the market so I kind of you know changed my strategy a little bit um to explore short-term of rentals here in Indy okay and then you're doing something
0: that's very interesting that I like mm-hmm. uh with your duplex so and maybe this is still the plan or maybe now that you've been in Indy and things have changed but is your plan still because it's a duplex is it still to self-manage one side and then have a property manager do the other side
1: yep that's the plan so if you're familiar with you know like online marketing and doing like a split test so one side like you said would be managed by like a short-term rental property manager the other side where um, I'm currently in right now is going to be managed by me solely so you know I'll say I'll give it a Good three or four months to see, you know which one would fare better, and then okay. you know change. I mean, decide on which strategy to pursue based on that. So,
0: all right, just to kind of break it down and 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 take a little bit more insight into the viewers. Um, What exactly, when you are managing a short-term rental, like in a quick 30 seconds, what are you in charge of? And then what things is a property manager
1: or the short-term manager now alleviating from your plate? Right. So when you're self-managing, when setting it up, you're in charge of furnishing, you're in charge of testing all the mechanicals. Um, Pretty much, you know, if you're a long-term rental investor, you you have to make the... The place rent ready and on top of that you have to make you have to furnish the, the place and then on top of that you have to set up all the utilities um, you know water electric all the utilities um, make um, standard operating procedures for everything like for the guests uh, checking in checking out scheduling all your cleaners um, replenishing all your consumables like shampoo soap um, so you're in charge of all of that um, when you, so this would also depend on the property manager that you, you pick um, and also the operating side um, when guests are already checking in and out. Um, some will just do the, you know, the communications part and then they would just kind of hire out local um, handyman to kind of gotcha. do all the repairs and maintenance. Um, but for the one that I hired to manage a property all I had to do was basically just pay for the furniture um, they they order everything they, they uh, build out the furniture they stage it, they take photos and then um, that's it pretty much, and then I just have to pay them 18% of the um, net uh, the net because, so the net meaning that um, whatever they receive from Airbnb mm-hmm. um, minus Airbnb fees. Mm-hmm. and Airbnb fees, So that would be the net. Where they gotcha.
0: So they're not including any of the like PITI. So your mortgage payment, your insurance, your taxes, they're not including, I don't know. Do you, I mean, I so guess you have to pay for coffee and toilet paper and stuff like that. It is bill you that. No, right. so not all, the, that's all inclusive on the eighteen. Oh, oh, for the eighteen yeah. percent. Like ta- how about like towels and linens and things
1: like that? Those you provide. Um, uh, those you provide upfront. So the the towels and linens it's going to be part of the cleaning. Uh-huh. So that's actually not part of the eighteen percent, but it's a it's a expense that the guest pays when they book. So when you book on Airbnb or like VRBO, um, there's gonna be a cleaning fee that you have to pay. So that's a gotcha. lot to the, to the cleaners.
0: Okay, so in your calculations, just to like ballpark, right? How much did you buy the duplex for? How much did you put in renovations? And then how much are you estimating to gross on each unit per month?
1: Per month, okay, so purchase price was 65 renovation costs i would say well we're still doing some renovations but if you um, had to but ballpark, even think, with some safety yeah yeah, yeah 20
0: 20? 20 yeah for both sides per side oh, 25 because
1: 25,
0: i had to Go add an yeah okay so then you're all in 65 plus 25 is what 70 90 all
1: in for 90 ish Right, not including furniture. Right, so furnishing uh, these two, I would say um, ten thousand. Ten thousand each. Yeah. It's okay. a very it's, yeah. It's a small space. It's a one bed, one bath. Um, Both of them are one ones.
0: Yeah. Okay. Same layout too. Yes this is like the perfect AV test. Like I need to like, like this, I hope you documented and videotaped everything because I don't think I've ever seen anyone AV test Airbnb. Okay, so then you're, and then, so you're all in for, what is that 110 now, including furnishings. Um, So each side you're expected to make how much? This is just gross.
1: Gross, yeah, so. It depends on the market also it also depends on the season, but when I average out like like a yearly um thing and average it to month, it would mm-hmm. be about four thousand gross
0: okay um, each okay, so four thousand gross um each month for each side and then yeah. And then the management takes 18% of that $4,000, right? We're just kind of ballparking in some numbers. So that means, what is that? Times 0.18. Nope. So they take, you're paying them 720 bucks a month? I mean, 18% is actually, re- like, I, I know that, you know, we've talked about short-term rentals before, and I've kind of dabbled and I already called some property managers here in California. How hard was it to find someone to fully manage and do everything for 18%? Because that seems like a, a steal. Like, I, w- like, what I've been finding in California is, like, 25 30% sometimes.
1: Right. So, um, so, actually, we'll see, because I think it's 18%, because they're pretty new in the market. Um, so, they kind of have to offer that low um, gotcha. to get some clients. So, I guess they're also testing the market, like how oh, I'm testing the market. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So yeah, usually, yeah, you're right. It's uh, around 20 to 30% of the groups. Um, these type of property managers usually charge. So, as gonna... you pull
0: something up,
1: when you're t- thinking about,
0: when you were thinking about managing, self-managing versus managing, how much time do you actually spend or do you estimate you're going to spend on managing it yourself?
1: Managing it myself, I would say... So if you're going to be managing it yourself, that would mean to me um, being mm-hmm. able to respond to guests um, as needed. So yeah. it's kind of like sporadic, I mean, sporadic work, I guess. Uh, But in total, I would say uh, 30 minutes um, a day, or even less, yeah. Okay. Then if something comes up, then you're gonna hop on a call maybe um, with the guests and kind of walk Mm -hmm. them through the situation or what you're gonna do. Um, And Mm -hmm. then, you know, to connect to a vendor, then, you know, you take that call um, mm-hmm. Set up the and that's it. You don't take care of everything. Because all of the all of the hours that you spend um, like managing the property, uh, it's going to be majority spent during the, you know, setting it up and setting up yeah. your system. That way, you know, once the once you're you have guests, it's going to be passive. I mean, gotcha. kind of passive.
0: <clears throat> so. Okay. That's, I mean, and obviously you're trying to make as many remote systems as possible. So you're not actually, you know, having to really check them in. You give them a sign, the code on the smart lock, they go in and all that good stuff. But if you're estimating to make, to average out, depending on the highs and lows seasons of travel, $4,000 a month times 12 ends up being like 48 grand a year. That's what you're expecting to gross ish. I mean, somewhere around that. I mean, I guess anything over like, I mean, that's ridiculous.
1: I can't even yeah. say even
0: if you're like 50% of that, like that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, Josh. That's what I've been telling you, man. <laughs> so when I mean when you when you look when you when you look at that number, 40,000 rows, that's almost like, you know, what is it? Like what percent of that is, you know, like I mean, price. Yeah, that's like for
0: 65, right? But if hey, you're all in for 110. Yeah. And if you combine that, really that's 48 times two, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, minus
1: 18%. Right. But we haven't talked about, you know, the added expenses. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that comes with managing the managing the short-term rentals. What expenses, are the added that expenses? Are, expenses that are not, you know really considered when you're doing long-term rentals. For example, utilities. Um, If you have a single family that you're entering out to long-term tenants, Mm -hmm. you do your utilities. But if you're providing, you know, like short-term rentals, Mm -hmm. you're paying for those utilities. So that's an added cost. Um, You know, internet, uh, water, um, like you're mowing your own lawn, you know, clearing the snow. Um, and also added insurance, added insurance coverage as a short-term rental. Um, What else? Let me look at my list. Okay, and have you ever used like
0: Chandler David Smith's calculator to then um, like estimate cash on cash return real quick? On a short-term or is that just
1: like... On a short-term, no, I haven't, but I usually make my own spreadsheet because I know what each line means. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of powerful.
0: Gotcha. Um, And then, so I'm going to run something real quick for everyone here. If you've never used... If you guys are looking for a quick and dirty like rental calculator, it's called the CDS Rental Calculator. It's on the App Store. Um, and then your rents right now I added both sides, took out the 18%. so your estimated growth gross ish is like 8800. Um, you're not getting anything for utilities. Do you say do you like on a short term? I think Irish has a question about analyzing short terms, how much re- would you reserve for variable expenses? That's kind of the same question that I have too is like are you still putting in vacancy, maintenance and management? Um, yes for management, but vacancy maintenance and capEx.
1: Right. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you have. So, I mean, it's the same. So, all of the expenses that you anticipate for a long-term rental, I, uh-huh. I, add on, you know, when I, when I, when I analyze my deal and then mm-hmm. I just keep adding the, the costs that, you know, are short-term rental specific.
0: Okay. So then just real quick, if you had to like ballpark utilities, how much do you think your utilities are going to run per month on this?
1: so are you are you doing the duplex right now
0: yeah the duplex I'm just curious I can, to see. I
1: it. so it's you want me to do it line by line 200 water 200 electric 40 okay. gas, 80 um like 440. Volume, uh, 90 for internet 50 okay. for alarm system okay. 200 for cleaning supplies 200 for consumables
0: so it's like a thousand dollars almost. Then seems like ish. Don't quote me on that, but uh, and then your insurance is uh, that's uh,
1: that's part of my long term thing. What is but like The insurance um, and taxes yeah. are about nine twenty six nine twenty six for insurance per year. It's like- Yeah, more, no, that's the mortgage, insurance, um, cap-ex repairs, vacancy, and property yeah. I'm talking about all the long-term
0: Okay. But then if you had to separate taxes and insurance, what would that be? Could you ballpark that? 250.
1: 250
0: total. Okay, so let's go 150 times 12 because I'm just dividing it out is 1,800, which really, I mean, this is like, I know that my wife's on here, Hannah, and we've always been going back, I'm like, should we focus on Airbnb or should we do flips or what's the next one? Dude, why don't
1: you- no. just do both?
0: Okay, come on, focus, focus. Oh man, I gotta just screenshot this. I'll put this in post so you can see it, but if you guys can't see it because my camera is on a weird focus mode, like that cash flow says sixty five thousand. Like that's after. That's after, your PITI, your saving. Dude, I think you lagged, but gosh,
1: that's that's like someone's salary. I don't think you subtracted everything. Did you subtract my 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 capex. I didn't subtract
0: the 18. No, I did subtract 18% for management. And I did, subtract, right. I mean, I put in 5% for vacancy and then 10% for maintenance and CapEx.
1: Oh, okay. I put more than that. So maybe that's why yours is kind of okay. higher. High but
0: geez, I mean, even if you're, okay, even at 65 cash flow on the nice side, bad case scenario, even reduce that by 30%, I would be very happy with $40,000 a year. Like I don't even think it matters. Just like it doesn't even matter. Just buy it. <laughs> um, okay. So hold on now. Like this got like I'm not going on a tangent. Um, why? Why not just
1: buy more? That's actually what I'm doing here, man. So. <laughs> today uh, the other day actually um i've been scoping out areas that you know would be cool for airbnb so we put an offer yesterday on a duplex on a really really nice um area for yeah you know um, locals and you know um visitors alike kind of um hang out so that's what i've been doing i'm trying to get more of those separate properties because you know you look at those returns and you know you want to get more
0: yeah yeah. Okay, hold on. Irish had some questions. I threw my phone. So, you know, now I can't get to her questions on Instagram. Um, well, I'm pulling that up. What are your goals now?
1: Goals now, um, well, it's always been to have enough, you know, cash flow to be work optional. And mm-hmm. I think with this, you know, kind of strategies I'm trying to build with short-term rentals. Um, I'm getting closer to that um, so yeah. that's kind of what I'm what I've been focusing
0: on okay gotcha and I'm pulling up Irish's questions um, if John if you have any questions too feel free to leave them in the chat um, how much reserves would you recommend to have for an Airbnb for like this duplex like what makes you feel comfortable uh,
1: reserves would be the same as for your or you know, uh like three six months of operating
0: expenses I, the size of your portfolio
1: yes um yeah it's pretty much the same so okay. i mean you, you don't necessarily have any other things that you need to take care of um when you have a short-term rental versus you know long-term rental
0: i feel like your, your property also has to be like in a much nicer condition than like your normal rent ready property right no. i'm assuming so
1: that um that's where the cleaner comes right but you're not paying for the cleaners the guest pays for the cleaners so your property gets cleaned whenever there's a turn
0: okay okay interesting um and how have you i guess how have you financed these short-term rentals
1: uh, this one specifically um, is through a commercial lender, um, only because when I tried to do a cash out, they were the ones that um, I went with. Um, but okay. you know, if you're looking for, I mean, there are uh, lenders out there that would, you know, lend on a property based on, you know, short-term rental income projections, but gotcha. um, those would be more costly.
0: Okay. And then what would you recommend in terms of like, I guess not what you recommend, but going back to your rehab, did you calculate this as a burr or didn't even matter? You're like, it's just going to cash flows. I don't care if it burrs out. Like my money can sit there for a second because you bought it cash or did you finance that 65?
1: I bought it cash. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then do you plan to refinance it.
1: I did, yeah. So when I when I started the process of uh, refinancing the property, that was for a for a long term. Um, gotcha.
0: Okay. Long-term. So did you already refi out now, or you're just waiting for the cash flow a little bit, or, or the, you're waiting for the rehabs to be done so that way you can get the appraisal back?
1: I actually, um, I did the refinance before I decided to turn the other duplex as a short term rent. So I probably could have gotten more. Yeah, I, I finished the um the the cash out already. Okay. Of course I had waited um, you know until the other side was done. And I could have probably I mean probably could have gotten more um what did you it know. appraise for if you don't mind me asking this one appraised for 110. So okay
0: so you got pretty much almost fun. all of your money out.
1: Yeah. Oh no, no. I only got to take out 80%. You got to take out 80%? 75? Yeah. Appraisal was 110. You know, 80% of that. 85. I didn't really
0: get all my money. So you're like leaving 20 in. Yeah. Okay. I mean I say all relatively because you bought it cash, but yeah. Um you'll make that back in now apparently two months, so whatever. I'm just kidding. Um, okay. John has a question and you can either answer this or I can, but how would you find the right hard money lender and what should you be looking out for? I know yeah, that we kind of talked about boss. this.
1: Yeah. I don't <laughs> personally have any experience going through a hard money lender yet, but I've, you know, learned a lot from you so maybe we can answer that.
0: Question. Yeah. I know that Jason and I were talking about hard money lending on a, on a potential deal, but um, John, when I, I have now have two active hard money loans. I have another property, actually fun news today. I got a property under contract. I got a fourplex under contract today in Cincinnati. Um, So that's fun. And we're doing that through hard money again with a different lender actually this time. Uh, But when I was trying to figure out hard money, I literally called 50 hard money lenders. Um, And I pretended like I was nobody because I am nobody. Um, And on from that point, it was i was very transparent just hey i'm get, just getting started but i did have i mean i my wife and i had w2 incomes we had a decent amount of liquidity and also we had pretty good credit so in terms of everything but experience we we had um and then i found one lender that was super nice and like hand holded me through the process um and it took me like five calls of just Like you get the the ones who are like straightforward and very transactional, and then you'll eventually find one who will like handhold you, and like walk you through the process. And she spent an hour with me, and unfortunately, I didn't do business with her because she was very expensive. But she helped clarify things for me. And then forty more calls after that, um, I knew exactly who I wanted to work with and who I didn't want to work with. Um, I don't know if that's. Uh, There's one thing that I
1: learned uh, yeah, being here in India and actually. Um, working with wholesalers, one I lived to John is if you're buying a property from a wholesaler, ask them which uh, hard money lender they've worked with before mm. um, because that's actually one of the you know deciding factors for that wholesaler because you know if they're gonna work with a you know known closer uh, lender then they would more likely you know, give you the deal because you know, they know that your lender can close.
0: Yes, yes, that is definitely good advice. Um, one that I haven't done, but I would definitely use. Um, and I'm sure that like different contractors who, with inve- who work with investors can probably also say the same thing. Um, do you have any experience with any second home or vacation loans, Jason, at all? No, I don't. I don't either. But that question was another good question from Irish uh, in off Instagram from my conversations, Irish. I did, uh, I've been extensively working with NFM lending and I have a contact if you want to reach out to me afterwards. It's actually a pretty common program. I know that Jess talked about it before too. Um, The key to that one though is is that you have to be, you should be upfront with your lender if you want to use a second home loan or a vacation home loan because that'll only require 10% down. But I don't think the rental income, at least for the first year or two, doesn't offset your DTI. Not a loan officer, not a financial advisor, definitely check with them. But I know that there was was a difference between using long-term rental income versus short-term rental income and how long kind of those, that business supplement had to be there before they could actually use that into your DTI calculations. That's As far as I get though, but it's a pretty common product, most national
1: lenders will have that.
0: Anything else you want to add to that, Jason? Um,
1: no, I think, but I'll you know, because I'm thinking of, I'm always thinking of ways on how I can get more financing, so I think I'm gonna do more research on that. And that's just, are you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't closed on one yet. Uh, Je- I feel like Jess is just as. If you guys not why it is, you should guys look it with him too. He's he's the one that Jason and I talk to a lot as well. Um, what, my last question is what do you need right now, or what are you looking for?
1: Uh, deal-wise, um, you know, I'm looking for you know side-by-side duplex in Indianapolis above 38th Street. Um, so if you know someone or like you know a wholesaler that has those types of deals um please let me know um but um I don't know like what do I need I don't know I feel like I need more people you know like Hugh Josh to talk to about deals you know Mm because I feel like for me personally I learn more I mean I learn faster um, by talking to people and you know hearing about their specific experiences. That's yeah, nice. yeah. I mean, that's
0: the excuse of why yeah. I just started the Zoom thing, that it gives me another excuse to talk yeah. to people and hopefully
1: add some value. Um yeah. and so how can you um, yeah, if you're new or you know just starting out or you have a few deals and you just want to, you know, bounce off of ideas, stuff of you know, other investors, yeah, contact me or Josh. Okay. And how can people connect with you? I'm on Instagram. I've been (laughs) trying to, you know, document my journey here in Indy. Um, It's at Jason Kane, J-A-Y-S-O-N-C-A-I-N. Okay. Awesome. Well, Jason, I know that you are
0: in Indy and you're heading back, what, to Cali tomorrow?
1: Yep. Tomorrow morning okay
0: uh and if you didn't get to see his journey in terms of what he was doing with his duplexes make sure you go to his instagram account immediately and follow i hope he took more pictures and jason i really hope you make some kind of like cumulative video on that like an instagram tv a youtube video whatever it is because i think like that ab test no one no one's doing man and that will like that's some like good content right there. As a marketer, like I'm just like, oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh, fine, Josh. You convince me. I'll do it. <laughs> you know, if you need help, I, I I all I need is just an in on the next indie duplex. You know, you need the funds, here you go. <laughs> yeah. um, But thanks so much, Jason, and thanks everyone else for for tuning in. Um, If you have any follow-up questions, you can reach out to him. Now you know where to find him on Instagram. I will post this probably in a week or so. Um, I know there's nothing in your glass because you're busy on a renovation, and I finished all of my glass, so now I need to re But Jason, thanks so much. Safe travels, man, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, everyone. All right. Bye, everyone. Take care. If you like content like this, make sure to like this and subscribe.